Welcome to my podcast, Somi Speaks. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Okay, uh, my name is Somi, and happy new month. We just stepped into February. And okay, wait, January. Hello, can you see your mate? Two days. We've been in February for two days, and it has been a weekend all through. Are you seeing your mates? Okay. Okay, and um, oh yeah, uh, I met an old friend yesterday. Like it was, I think we've not seen for almost two years, and he just came through and just kicked it, watched Chelsea mess up again, and just moaned about the whole thing and just caught up. You know, thanks for coming through, bro. Yeah, that's Richard, by the way. Um. Alright, on this episode, I want to do something new. This is going to be a new segment that is going to become a norm on this podcast. And it's going to be weekly roundup. I just want to do a quick recap of major stories that caught my attention in the news and on social media this week. Um, sorry for the noise. Uh, this is going to be a new thing. Like, I'm going to do it every week on Sundays. We'll just recap the whole week and all that. But the regular episodes are still going to drop midweek. So, yeah, I'm not going to sell out on you guys. I'm still going to do this. <laughs> all right. Um, with no further ado, let's jump in. This week started off on a sad note for most of us. It was really, really sad and unexpected. Kobe, one of the greatest athletes of all time in any sport, one of the greatest people to ever grace our screens in in the game, died untimely in a helicopter crash. This was this was sad on his own. Like I think I was out playing games when somebody just mentioned it and showed us the headline, and it was sad. Only for me to find out that. Not only did this man die, I thought it was just him and the pilot, which would I which would have been sad, I'm saying, but his daughter, Gianna, was on that flight too. She was on board. And this part broke me because no no child deserves that. Like no no parent wants to bury their child. If it was just Kobe, it would have been heartbreaking for his wife, Vanessa, too. But imagine burying your daughter. This was sad. And then not only was that the case, there were nine people on board the helicopter. And three of them were kids. In fact, I think an entire family passed away. The, the Altobelli family, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. Husband, wife, and kid. We're all on that one flight. Like, that is heartbreaking. Really. And then, um, there's something that popped up after this. In the aftermath of this whole tragedy. People, in fact, let me just say people. Nigerians were mad at Nigerians for mourning Kobe. Talking about, oh, why am I just seeing Kobe's pictures everywhere uh, on status, on um, 
twitter on this ig you guys did not know him he did not know you why you mourning him and it's like yo like i know you want to be elite like i know you want to feel like oh i'm not like the rest but bruh a lot of us grew up on this guy this was my generation's goat like do we have lebron james for the youngins now Kobe was the greatest when I was young. This was nobody in this world at that age would tell me they didn't know who Kobe was. And everybody was like going off, oh, why would you do this? Why would you um care that much? And it's like somebody like let me put it in perspective, yeah. Not just like your family is not the only your family are not the only people who are going to die in your life that would break you or would make you have a sober reflection that is not possible a lot of us idolized these celebrities and when they die like if you think i went wild when kobe died just wait for eminem to die which i hope doesn't happen but just wait and you would see me going to full depression but either way okay this is something that has to end like it's something that i've noticed that comes up when every time somebody famous dies people get mad that people I'm mourning them and it's like, yo, chill. But as much as I am for mourning these people because you idolize them and all, there's something sick that I saw. Apparently, before his death, Kobe had 6 million followers on IG. And now that he's dead, he has 20 million followers. What exactly are you following? Appreciate people when they are alive, not when they are dead. Give them their flowers now. Show them that love. Show them that appreciation now. Not when somebody dies. Like I've said this over and over. When I die, if you didn't rock with me in life, please, like, if don't mourn. Don't come out and write posts about, oh my God, he was... Nah, bro. Don't do that. I'm not saying it's not a sad thing that I died. Duh. But, like, that appreciation and that love that you didn't give me in life because a lot of people when kobe was alive there were people who hated him because okay he had rape allegations against him um they were always trying to compare him to michael jordan and lebron james and all that and it's like yeah that's true but you can do this without being vicious and hateful and then now that he's dead you now want to turn around and Nah, 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 nah. That's not fair. So, yeah. This week started off with Kobe and Gigi and seven other people losing their lives. And that is a sad way. Very sad way for the week to start. Now, moving on from something sad to something a bit wonderful. The 62nd Grammy Awards held this past week, too. And the girl, Billie Eilish, came through and she snagged all five major awards. Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Best New Artist, and Pop Vocal Album. Like, her album was lit. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in front that, okay, it's an album that I played five, ten times because I'm not that person. But I listened to the album and I went, okay, this is good. This is not my stuff, but... This is good. 
and then bad guy has to be my favorite song from last year i love bad guy so congrats to billy and my man my main homie like the big homie j cole finally has a grammy funny enough it's not as if um he hasn't been deserving of it but for some reason he stopped submitting his songs for for consideration after born sinner the born sinner album j cole stopped sending in his songs and i i am of the opinion that this would have been his first grammy if he had submitted 2014 forest hills drive that album was magical he would have he would have cleaned up the grammys that year but nah the dude was like mm, nah but this year um he was on a song with 21 savage a lot and you're not going to tell 21 savage not to submit his own song so 21 savage went ahead and submitted it and best rap song so yeah congrats to my to my man cole and uh honorable mentions for lizo and lil nas x they were big winners too i think they snagged up three and two awards respectively so yeah big shout out to them too another major thing that happened this week was the mariam sanda sentencing this whole thing divided a lot of people some said look she was provoked to anger which is something that i don't even understand i'm going to give you the facts of the case later on but then there were other people who were like okay that the death penalty is obsolete yeah it shouldn't even come into question she should have been given life in prison without parole others were like oh my god she's a mother who would raise her kids oh no she should have been given some years in prison and then given the chance to raise her children because at the time when she murdered her husband she had one child for him and she was pregnant and she gave birth to the second child in custody okay then there were some other people who were like okay boko haram terrorists who are arrested and rehabilitated should suffer the same fate as Mariam Sandal. And also the policemen who kill innocent citizens and blame it on accidental accidental discharge. Now I am on that last category. Now let me read out some of the facts from this case. It is well documented among it was well documented, sorry, during this um trial that she had always been fiercely abusive and jealous everybody knew friends family everybody knew but then there's this thing that is in the nigerian society where they see divorce as failure i covered it on my earlier episode on domestic violence people see separation and divorce as failure and so they said they were separated for a while, but then family pushed them back together. Like, okay, look, you guys have to work through this. Keep in mind, Mayam Sandra was his second wife. But her jealousy and rage pushed the first wife out of the marriage. Yep, you heard that part right. If there was a first wife, Mayam Sandra came in and pushed that first wife out. And she had hit him over and over. In fact, on the night 
that he died his friend was in the house with him she was going at him i think he said she came with the vase she came with the bottle and all that but the friend kept stopping the whole thing and then at the point the friend got tired and left he thought um everything had died down like, okay look you guys are going to talk through this you have chilled and all that just for him to hear the next morning that the brother had died his friend rather had died he was stabbed multiple times in the chest stomach and private parts if you watch um crime shows you would be um acclimated with the term crime of passion you know this was a classic example and they said the reason why she was so furious on that last day was she went through his phone and not only was he chatting with other girls and stuff like that there was a particular girl that she suspected he was trying to make the new second wife so uh knowing all of this do you really think this is who you would want raising children is this really who you want to be given a second chance because this wasn't just like a snap where you say okay they had an issue one time and then she overreacted bruh nah turn the tables around like turn the tables if the husband had killed his wife like this would, would all of you be out here campaigning for him to raise the children for him to be given a lighter sentence for him not to get a death penalty are you sure that is going to be your stance or are you doing this because she's a woman and you're a feminist so you have to stand for women just think about it now another big thing that happened this week was crush that crush a thread by pastor ea adeboye the general overseer of redeemed christian church of god in nigeria where he said that um i think okay let me put it this way he was trying to preach about faithfulness in marriages saying look your partner has to be your partner for life when you need somebody to talk to you should not run to your friends of the opposite sex or whatever go to your partner be close as in there should be no cheating and all that and see that message is dope perfect message but he gave an example and that was where everything scattered he said his son once told him that he was always excited to go to work because he wanted to see his secretary now um if you live in the real world right you know that there's this cliche for bosses and secretaries always hooking up it's a cliche and yes it happens so i think the pastor was trying to uh, prevent this whole thing because he said his advice to his son was to fire that woman yep let her go and everybody was divided on that one point because it's like she did she did nothing wrong we're not even sure she was flirting with him because here's the thing once a, a lady is nice to a guy the guy's head starts going gaga 
because we're not used to it. We are used to women being standoffish. So once a lady is just nice and cool and receptive, we just believe, ah, this one is giving me green lights. <laughs> let me let me start this car. You get, and this is wrong. But then the firing. I believe that yes, he was right. This is a temptation that had to be dealt with. Something had to be done. He was right in that aspect. But he was wrong stating she should be fired. Probably transferred. Because, okay, first of all, we don't know what company this is, but I know his children are pastors. Or am I talking about the wrong G.O. here? But that might be living faith. But either way, she could be transferred. Isn't he the boss? He could have done something else. Transfer her to another office. Or even within the office, transfer her to another post. And be like, look, this like if I know they see you, possibly nothing might happen. But no, a woman lost her job because a man couldn't control his urges. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, one of the major defenses that people were coming like those were coming to his defense. One of the major points was eh, he's a human being and he acted how all of us would have acted yes imagine that your wife told you she was always going to work she was excited she was excited to go to work because of somebody at work and she was the boss of this person works under her wouldn't you want that person fired okay for me personally hell no do you know how toxic it is to work in an office where the only thing giving you joy is the job not your interpersonal relationships with your co-workers. I believe every woman should have a work husband. Every man should have a work wife. Or women too can have work wives and men can have work husbands. Any way you want to swing is fine on you. Nothing sexual has to happen. Just somebody that you are close with, you vibe with, you, you, you talk to and all that. Like a very good friend at work. So personally, I don't think... It's wrong to be close to anybody at work. But everybody was like, ah, oh, he's a human. This, that, that, that. And it's like, pastors, to me, personally, pastors should not be regular human beings. I don't know if that makes sense. No, your level of understanding and action should be levels above the normal. If not, what, is, what differentiates you from them? Is it the suit? Is it the pulpit? Is it, okay, you say grace? That grace should shift you above or whatever. But anyway, that's for you, religious folk. My point is, he was right. Something should have been done. Wrong. That she should be fired. I still stand to be convinced. Okay, uh, now we move to the world of sports. Uh, the Premier League transfer window just closed. And I just have to say, the Chelsea board... A disappointment, a very huge disappointment. Like I am pissed. I am heavily, heavily pissed at these people. Chelsea had a transfer ban and couldn't bring in players during the last summer transfer window, but some way somehow Chelsea has thrived and pushed, and we are fought on the Premier League table. 
everybody knows Chelsea has weaknesses. No backup striker. We don't have really effective wingers. The midfield is solid. I like my midfield. But then my defense needs help too. God knows we need a, we need a new goalkeeper too. And after appealing and appealing and appealing for the transfer ban to be lifted, it finally was. And guess what? Chelsea spent more money appealing the transfer ban than they did during the transfer window. So what were you appealing? Why? Like, what were you going for? Why did? Why were you making all that noise and pleading with everybody, going from court to court, hiring lawyers to lift the ban if you were not going to use it? Chelsea stands a chance of finishing eighth in the Premier League right now. The way things are going, because I don't even and let's not even talk about the Champions League. God, let's not even go there. Anyway, Chelsea board disappointment. Hate y'all, Marina. Do something. And then Manchester United. <laughs> Man, you made one of the most bizarre transfer dealings of all time. This has to go up in the, in the top 10 panic deals of the last 10 years. Manchester United decided, look, Rashford is going to be out for three months. This team is not scoring enough goals. We don't have... A strong attacking presence. Do you know who we should bring? Odioni Gallo. The player who has been in China for, I think, the last two or three seasons. The player who scored two goals in his last 19 Premier League games. Is who Manchester United decided, yeah, we're going to have this as a backup. But it's just, it's just a six-month deal, guys. Just six months. I think this deal favors Igalo more than it favors Manchester, but what do I know? They had a chance to sign Erling Braut Haaland from Red Bull Salzburg. And they refused because the agent wanted them to put a release clause on Haaland. And they were supposed to pay the agent some fees, the boy's father too, was to get some fees. And everything would have totaled up to 60 million euros. And Manchester United said, no! We have principles. We would not do this. And everybody was like, uh, really? This dude had scored about, so far, the first half of the season, he has scored about, I think, at least 25 goals. And he's just 19. And he expressed um, interest in playing for Manchester United. But man, you were like, no, we have a dignity. We will not bend. So Dutchman was like, well, okay. Oh, like, we'll have him. And he has played three matches for Dortmund, only starting one, and has scored seven goals. In this same period, Manchester United has managed less. This dude has scored more goals than the entire United team. But they refused to sign him because... uh dignity or i don't even know i honestly don't know what it was but anyway they signed bruno fernandez finally and yesterday he made his debut and it was eh, just a five over ten at most so we're still here to banter them and see how far they go 
so that's it for this week i really hope you enjoyed this episode i really really hope this was fun this is just an, an idea i had and trust me i'll try to make it better so please listen and tell me what you think my name is somi and this has been somi speaks podcast weekend roundup thank you for listening